0: Welcome to the Shooting the Q podcast, presented by Heath Riles Barbecue, with tips, tricks, and an inside book with some of the top pitmasters in the game. Now here's your host, Heath Riles. All right, we are back for another episode of Shooting the Q, and today we're joined by my lovely wife, Candice, and our good
1: friend, Jake. Big Jake, what's going on, buddy? Man, it's great to be back on a podcast, great to come hang out and everything. You know, we've got a lot of new things going on, and man, I'm just happy to be here.
0: Well, I'm going to jump right back into it. Tell us what's sitting right here.
1: So, you know, a lot of my followers already know. Some of them don't. But I've been developing some new rubs. We're hitting the market. We're awful close. Got right here. You already know everything is at OSPG. And we got my barbecue rub. Starting out these first two rubs. They'll be available in the next couple of weeks. Be selling online mostly. A few small stores. But, man, this is the first big step. And what barbecue big jake has coming for the future
0: so i gotta ask man i know you've been making your own spg and own barbecue rub for a long time you know we've talked about it a long time what kind of inspires you to go ahead and pull the trigger on it
1: well you know that's that's actually a really good question so you know i see it in the videos and people say you know what's in your spg what's that and it's a good product. I love it. I put that stuff on everything. The barbecue Rub, it's great. It's got a lot of sweet notes. It's got savory notes. It's just my favorite blend. And it's a way to give people, my friends and followers, a piece of Big Jake out there. So when they're cooking, they know that they're using what I'm using.
0: Well, the last time we was together, you know, one of the most random questions come up. And you know what random question that was, right? Which one's that? How old you were? And now you have had a birthday, and we still hadn't found out how old you are. So now you're between 14 and...
1: Well, you don't had a birthday a few months ago, and I was 2014 and 48. So for all y'all asking now, 2015 and 49, by gosh. 15 and 49. Y'all heard it here. We're getting up there in the years.
0: Getting up there. Well, you know... Ever since we met you, we've kind of hit it off. you come by Memphis in May and hung out with us. You're set to cook with us this year. You, you went to a Cape Girardeau event with us in medicine and helped raise some money for a great fundraiser. Tell us your thoughts about the fundraiser and how all that played out in Cape Girardeau on the Wind Win Pigs Fly event.
1: i tell you what, the Wind Pigs Fly event, it was awesome. You know, as we talked about you know, raising money for first responders and stuff like that, that's really near and dear to my heart. You know, I was happy to be there. We had a great team, had a great time. We pulled through with the win. Um, you know, hope to be back next year. I had a blast. I really enjoyed it. And Memphis and May, like you said, I'm going to be there this year. And and I think we said on the last podcast, but we'll be doing a lot more together this year. And I'm well, I'm plumb happy about that.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's always a good time. Well, it's good, too, that you live kind of semi-close. You live within oh, yeah. a couple hours. So it's really not that bad of a commute back and forth, and and um, and all that. So and you actually live in between here and my farm and there. So our farm, my farm, is kind of in between where I am now and uh, and your place, which is even better.
1: That's going to work out great,
0: especially come hunting season, right? Sure enough, <laughs> that's it. Well, you know, some of the funniest sayings rolled out of are not sayings, basically comments. comments. Off of the last podcast. Have you had time to catch up on any of those comments?
1: I caught up with the initial wave of them, but uh, I haven't seen all of them. But, I mean, there's some really good ones there. So we're going to
2: read a few just to see if you saw these. Um, So one of them was graduated with him in 1832. He's not a day over 11 Yeah, I did
1: see that one. (laughs)
0: I was in the Roman Empire with Jake. He's 2,648. That's pretty good, the Roman Uh, Empire.
1: I'll give him that one.
0: He's 93. Me and him performed the first moon landing back in 69.
2: (laughs) He doesn't have an age. He He is like time. Just goes on and on.
1: But One of the funniest comments about my age, I think, was on Instagram, and it said, uh, This man's got homework and mortgage due on the same day. (laughs) That's pretty funny.
0: I will say that was pretty good. Got homework and a mortgage due on the same day. (laughs) That that is a pretty good one. Oh, Oh, Lord.
1: But, you know, I get back at him every now and then. I had one comment on Instagram. I'd made a little video about myself and talked about, you know, buying a house and stuff, settling down. And somebody commented, they said, you know, How'd you buy a house at the age of thirteen? I said, "Well, you pick up enough shifts overtime as a school hall monitor, you can make big things happen."
0: <laughs> That's a school hall monitor, oh Lord have mercy! You know how much uh, camping have you done so far
1: this year? I haven't done any, but it's coming. You know, I've got the camper; it's ready to go. I've uh, it's kind of been waiting on the weather to warm up a little. bit. I'll be honest, when I camp. I like to get the boat out, get the tube out, have a good time. So, I, I do more camping when it gets a little warmer. But, uh, I mean, we're ready to go. I'm just waiting when them temperatures come up. We're finna have a ball.
0: Yeah, here lately, the last few weeks, it can't make up its mind whether it wants to be 75 or 45. Or yeah. 35, actually, I should say. It's uh, been pretty chilly, I think, this morning. We woke up with about 27, uh, which – for this time that's of cool. year, I mean, in February, I guess it's about normal,
1: right? Yeah, you know, it's I – mean, that's just the south, though. It's not going to decide where it's going to stay. It's going to go back and forth. But, you know, the groundhog says we're coming towards spring. And, you know, fishing, camping, turkey season coming up, I'm ready for it. It just it needs to hurry up and get here.
0: Well, with that being said, what are you looking the most forward to when it comes to the side of barbecue? I mean, because I guess I should say, what are your plans this year? Uh, are they going to differ anyway from last year, that kind of how you done? I mean, because you're still a full-time firefighter and paramedic.
1: Yeah, I'm still a full-time paramedic, and, and that's not changing uh, right now. So I do have a lot of traveling planned out this year, and that's going to play into things. Uh, I know we're doing quite a bit of stuff together. I'm going to be at a couple of uh, Music concert events, weekend events, stuff like that. And be trying to show people my season, you know, do some cooking, do some hanging out with people, some meet and greets. And, and that's going to be nice. But at the end of the day, you know, I'm still got my main job serving people. So I guess that's that's one thing I'm taking into this year is keep serving people, whether it be providing them with seasoning or, or helping them out in their time of need. That's not going to change, but I will be doing more traveling this year. Hopefully, more camping than last year, even. And just, you know, a lot of barbecue cooking because, you know, old Mo says it best barbecue's a family. And, you know, that family's just going to keep growing.
0: That's exactly right. It is. Have you got any um, ideas about doing any different food series this year or anything like that on your filming?
1: So I've been thinking on that. And of course, I'm bringing back campsite cooking. I did a little poll the other day about the Summertime Burger Series. A lot of people want to see it back, but I've had a lot of people request, uh, you know, Dutch oven meals, one-pot meals, stuff like that. And we can take it to a side to where you're outdoor cooking with a Dutch oven and still doing one-pot meals. It doesn't all have to be crock-pot and stove-top meals or in the oven. We're going to do some of that too because you already know when it comes to my recipes, not everybody has a grill or a smoker. But everybody deserves to do it how they like. So we're gonna mix it up, kind of keep things going all different directions.
0: And that's me too. I need to start doing some recipes, kind of in the house, on the stove, and, and in the oven, and things like that too. Because we we do a lot of cooking at home, but I don't I don't film or showcase that I probably should. That's
2: well, a lot of people write in too, you know, that like you said, they don't have grills or stuff like that, and they need, they want to cook that recipe. <laughs> Like, you did it, but they, how can I do it? But I use my oven, and they'll ask. That's right. So,
1: Well, and there's got to be a balance. You know, we had all that snow come through for over a week, and I was doing a lot of indoor recipes, and I was getting comments, you just don't even cook outside anymore. And y'all (laughs) want to give a man a break. It's six inches of snow outside.
2: You You know, Jake,
0: I learned a long time ago. For me, I try to read a lot of the comments, but it is hard some days because – Man, people just beat you down for no reason, and they have no clue that it's snowing here for a solid week, and you're still trying to produce content with it freezing and probably might have a busted pipe or, you know, frozen water. And Man, people have no remorse. I see it every day.
1: No, I mean, it's – and I get it. You know, online, everybody just kind of gets to say what they want to.
0: Yeah, nobody gets punched in the mouth anymore.
1: (laughs) I mean, I hate to say it like
0: that, but, I mean – I mean, if, it's just if, the truth. I'm not gonna try to say it to a man if I wouldn't say it to his face. Exactly. I mean and there's a lot of that online. I'm not trying to bring up any drama, but a lot of that online is you know, if it was in somebody's personal space they wouldn't be the the, the nope. tones that they're using online, I guess. I hate those all caps messages, you know what I mean? All caps. Like they're yelling at, me through at the computer. Screaming
1: at the computer six or seven exclamation points, yeah, it's Yeah. Now, people won't say people. in person what they'll say online and that's that's part of what's wrong with this world today.
0: Well, I pray for it every night. I hope it gets better, but it is what it is. I'm going to do my part. Exactly. Let me say that. Try to always have a smile on my face. But, you know, talking about cooking and the campsite cooking and stuff like that, that's a great point because going back to those one pot meals and Dutch ovens and things like that, we've been doing a lot in Dutch yeah. ovens and cast iron <laughs> and different things like that. And Heath
2: uh, he cooked for like a family of. A hundred last night, and you know it was just. I made a pot
0: of soup. I mean, I can't help it. it was eighteen quarts. I mean, that ain't. I'm but, sorry. I mean, I just. I went to the store, and you know how it is. You go make a bigger pot of soup, and you buy some frozen bags of vegetables, and you know what? I got five pounds of meat in the cart over here. I don't know how to make a small pot of chili oh, or a small pot of soup.
1: I don't I think don't. you can. I, I,
2: I, I the pot the rules. was so big that it was a problem for me to clean it. That's the biggest the pot I had. Like, I needed to be outside with the water hose, but it was too cold. Well, you're
0: so. lucky I didn't have a cast iron pot with a boat paddle, Jake. That's mm-hmm. what I'm really looking for. I would. I don't know if where you grew up, and I was asking her this yesterday. I can remember they called it Christmas in the Cotton Patch, and they always had a big, like, Christmas uh, theme uh, show going on right in the Cotton Patch about Jesus being born and whatnot. But the food side of that, how they kind of got everybody there. The best I can remember, I may be telling this wrong, I was a young child, but they always cooked three pots of stew, and one of them was spicy, and two of them were not, and everybody brought sleeves of crackers and paper bowls and things like that, and you made a donation or whatever, and it went to the fire department was usually the one doing that, and it was like the whole Christmas thing, sit in your car and watch it with your kids and eat stew, but I always thought that was the neatest thing, and so you know, barbecue is all cool, but there's really not a lot of barbecue in the winter months, so yeah. I've been doing this year probably more pot style meals between soups and chilies and stews and gumbos and red beans and rice and i don't equate to that just as a holiday food some of that cajun dishes i mean i just won big pot meals uh did y'all have anywhere like that when you were coming up and done any big stews like that or anything
1: um, well you know we have done that with the fire department some trying to raise money and uh you know big cast iron pot you know you sell it by the gallon or by the bowl. And uh, heck we've done white beans like that too for the fire department. But yeah, I mean it's just you know, it's a good thing for the community to come around. But but yeah, the one pot meals and stuff like that are great and that's like the red beans and rice. You know, I sent you that message today, yours went out and it's funny how that happens, you know, because 'cause we've talked about it before. You know, you'll film something one day and I just filmed that two days ago. That's on the schedule for tomorrow. And know. it hadn't dropped
0: yet and we'll talk about it. Both of us be done filmed it. And yeah. we'll have no clue. We hadn't talked to each other.
1: And I don't know if great minds think alike or terrible minds think alike, but
2: Well, according to some, y'all are related. So maybe that's yeah. what it is. I mean, maybe it the is. The internet son. says that.
1: Yeah, I mean the internet says a lot of things, but <laughs> it does.
0: I mean, hell, me and Malcolm are brothers too. They say that.
1: Well, I used to be related to Malcolm too, so they don't know who I'm related to.
0: I mean I I think we all had some kin folks probably running a circle at
1: some point somewhere. I don't know. I don't know, but yeah, it
0: is Mississippi. I mean,
1: I you know I'd say that. I got kin folk in Mississippi. You
0: <laughs> never know. <laughs> oh, for sure. But going, keep talking about those pot meals like that. I'm wanting to find me a big cast iron pot, like a thirty, forty, fifty gallon pot. I, you know, I'm going to have to buy one coming up. I really don't know why. And you're I don't looking know at. Who's going to clean it? Because it's not eyes me. But I'm want to do gonna something. Who's going to eat all like that, that food? You're going to have to donate it somewhere. For some odd reason, I've been thinking lately. I want to go to a chili contest. It'd be cool to carry a cooler, a beer, a four foot table, and a pot and a burner, and just go hang out, and make chili, and make chili. I mean, I'm used to when I'm on these barbecue guys. You know how much prep goes into an event for somebody like me? A lot.
1: Absolutely.
0: And a pot of chili, I can get down with that. <laughs> and a drink in my hand, I can get down with it.
1: Absolutely.
0: So I think we need to find us a chili contest to go to, Jake. Hey, we can crash a chili contest. Count me. In. We can both cook on the same tent.
2: Sure No. We need to do that. We need to
0: go to a chili contest. I want to do I one.
2: can put you in touch with somebody who does
0: that. Well, I really want to do a chili contest. No joke. I, I think I do. It would be fun to go do one just to hang out and do some chili. They
2: have them all the time.
0: I know. I don't want to travel to Texas or nothing. No, that far just for I chili. think they
2: have some not too far from here too. I think Malcolm's
0: got one coming up in a few weeks at a shop.
2: Uh, I did see I think that busy then though. Yeah, if
0: I'm not mistaken.
1: Yeah, just let me
2: know. i mean,
1: That would be
0: something fun, something different to do. Uh, I think
2: doesn't one chili contest like have several different um, entries though? Because uh, so I have an aunt she's technically not my aunt anymore but she'll always be my aunt she cooks chili contest and i actually saw i think this weekend she was at one and i saw because she always places she does very well at them um the places that she got in like two different categories yeah i think there's
0: maybe like a red style
1: chili her
2: she placed in like a home style and a something else so I guess they have different categories or something. I don't know,
1: they do like Texas style no beans and
0: I think they do have one with bean and one without and I, I, I think, think
2: they do different uh then, like colors too, like yeah, a the, green chili versus yeah, a white chili. A green chili, a white chili and chili. a
0: red chili. Yeah. And which is really interesting, all of those are. Uh but I'm just talking about just a plain old chili. I want a redneck contest. I ain't trying <laughs> to be all that kind of
2: I'm just saying. I think the official chili contest might yeah, happen. We place. need a people's choice contest. Oh.
0: Me and Jay can get this down. Go get it done on a people's choice contest. A little
1: SPG, a little beef rub in there. We'll have it. Having. We
0: make it work. That beef rub get a little spicy though. You better lay off it. It, it can get a little hot. It,
1: it does. Oh, get oh, I, I, I proved that before.
0: Oh, we. I proved it to plenty of that soup last night. Back a little warmed in it. Had a little nose run. It was a good. Perfect You
2: said you put fire shire in it, too. I put a little bit of fire shire, Worcestershire in it, about a
0: half cup.
1: I tell you, that fire shire, you let it marinate, it'll it'll get you. Boy, it'll get hot. Hey, chicken
0: tenders are good without our chicken sandwich with the fire shire. It Mm -hmm. is. Absolutely. I mean, really, really good. Um, Wow. So, I have to ask this, you know, moving on and talking about barbecue, what's your favorite thing to cook barbecue-wise?
1: As far as the actual cook, I love cooking briskets. You know, which I do all my briskets Texas style. I don't, I don't do a sweet brisket. I don't do a sauce brisket, salt, pepper, garlic. Get that good black bark on there. Wrap it, let it roll, hang out. Have you know buddies come over, sit around all night, feed the fire. Man, it's nothing like it.
0: So, I'm sure with you saying that's your favorite one, I'm sure you've cooked it on all your pits, right? I have. So, which one do you prefer it off
1: of? to eat I prefer it off of my wood burner now to cook you throw it on that pellet and go take your nap <laughs> ain't nothing wrong with it but to eat there's a difference in cooking live or not live but cooking actual hickory versus yeah. a pellet
0: so have you done the long low and slow brisket with 200 degrees or so I have how did it turn out
1: for you so for me personally and I will say um I did it on a pellet I had went up the night before shift to work and threw it on the pellet grill. Set it two hundred. Went home. Went to bed. Come on shift the next morning. I had trouble getting my bark to set because I don't, you know, I wasn't able to to tend to it. The temperature wasn't really high enough to get the bark good and dry. So I had to mess with it a little bit after coming in the next morning, get my bark right before I wrapped it. But it still came out really good.
0: So do you have to increase the temps? What you done?
1: I did. After I got on shift the next day, you know, it went, I think, 13 hours at 200. Then I turned it up to about 250. How big was it? It was, i say, between 14 and 16 pounds.
0: I will um, say I have noticed on the longer briskets, did you cook it fat side up or fat side down on a pellet grill that low?
1: Fat side up.
0: I have noticed that cooking it fat side up on the pellet grill low and slow, to me, works a little better. And cooking it meat up and fat side down when you're doing that slow that long and i don't really know i have not watched it that close i need to do side by side on the same grill and that may be a video coming up this summer that i do because we just got done filming briskets and i don't think they have released yet uh they're getting ready to release one of them is but uh I probably need to do that side-by-side side comparison thinking about that because cooking them separately in my mind now when we were talking about that, it seemed like to me the fat-side-up one always rendered a little better mm-hmm. and kept a little more jiggle to it and juice. And I don't know if it was the whole self-basting, you know, maybe from the fat cap rendering. Um, I don't know, but you didn't see that last brisket I cooked fat-side-up, did
2: you? I was not at home, no.
0: It was definitely better than the... To me hot
1: and fast one uh, see uh, i cook all mine fat side up and i've actually i've never cooked a hot and fast brisket so i actually have some plans this year myself to do some side-by-side comparison briskets on different grills as far as you know the actual cook uh pellet versus wood burner versus some of the new grills they got that are pellet but they have you can feed the wood chunks and get extra smoke and just do a side-by-side comparison of those is in the plans for this year but um but you yeah, always do fat side up. To me, like you said, the self basting the fat renders a little better. Yeah. Uh, that's just, it's kind of well as if it ain't broke, don't fix it kind of things for me. So.
0: Well, and I was just relating back to my competition days of cooking it meat side up, you know, fat and side down the way we, we do. Uh, and that works out. But I was also cooking those briskets in a pan on a rack. And so it, it was not getting as much heat you know, to it as it would and we were cooking at a higher temp. Um and at direct heat I've cooked an array of briskets and I do feel like a water pan below it on a drum cooker works better than no and it's just so many different techniques and ways you could do it. It's crazy when it comes to briskets.
1: Oh absolutely and you know there's there's more than one right way.
0: Oh yeah. Well there's a lot of people that claim that there's not and <laughs> It's kind of – I don't like arguing with people online, uh, but I've been to events where people try to tell me how to do ribs. And it's like, man, I have cooked thousands of racks of ribs. I don't want to hear this from you. But I, I listen to try to be nice unless it's just so dumbfounded that, you know, yeah. I don't want to hear it. But you're right. There is no perfect way to cook a brisket. It's several different techniques that get you to the end of the road. Uh, just like anything else that is great, it just depends on what you're cooking on mostly. And
1: Absolutely. I mean, you already know my opinion on the subject. You know, if you cook your brisket at three twenty-five or you cook it at two twenty-five, if you're happy with the end result, who cares? That's right. That's all that matters.
0: Well, you know, a lot of those trolls these days online they they get a little wild with that when it don't turn out like they say think it should. Anyway, in your video,
2: yeah. they may have never even cooked brisket.
0: I Unless would some of <laughs> you know you make a good point. I by mean, saying I, that. I feel
2: like uh, I feel like a. I feel like a large piece of meat, whether it's brisket or beef ribs or whatever you want to say, some people feel intimidated by that, I think. Why is
0: it that they feel more intimidated by the beef large cuts of meat than they do the pork large cuts of meat? Well,
2: uh, is it harder? D- I don't know. You don't have as much, like, wiggle room. Li- like, yeah. I mean, that's just my personal I opinion.
0: I, I don't really think that would be either way a minor factor.
1: You hear a whole lot in the barbecue world. Pork is forgiving, beef is not. So you have people kind of on the more novice side that they're scared to try a brisket. They're scared to try the big beef ribs. And I always tell everybody, you know, when I first started smoking, I went and bought a brisket. It's just money. You never know till you try it. And, you, you, I, and, and learning to cook brisket, you're going to mess some up
0: but you're but you're not scared to try that though but a lot of people won't go spend 50 yeah. 60 dollars even at Walmart or Kroger on a cheap brisket to mess it up because they don't know how their meal is going to be but they would do $20 rack of ribs or a you know $20 pork loin
1: well and that's also i think with your your larger cuts of meat like that you know you get researching online and and you look at the time frames there's no set time anybody's cooking barbecue has served late dinner
0: you're right unless you're planning that overnight brisket to go. get it into 150-ish range the next morning and then get it on up and get it off by 12 or one o'clock you know if you're cooking low and slow then it's got three or four hours of rest and you're eating at a normal time
1: yeah i remember i think my second or third brisket i ever did we were supposed to have dinner at six and i finally cut the brisket at 10 p.m you know <laughs> we've all done it
0: Hey, yes, we have all done it plenty of times back in the day. I'm a little bit better at pre-planning now on some of that in my times, and I would much rather do it low and slow overnight, especially on the pellet grill if I'm feeding a crowd, just because I don't want to be rushed the next day. At least I know that pork butt or that brisket will be at 160-ish, 160, Absolutely. close to it at 200 degrees if I put it on between 8 and 9 at night, whatever. A uh, pork buck can go on at 10 and get that same effect. I do how big it is, but it's kind of almost a foolproof method, you know, oh, of absolutely. doing that.
1: And, you know, I mentioned the bark earlier, you know, and it was nothing in my experience with it. I mean, the bark, it was a crank the temp up, put a little heat to the bark, a little beef broth. It was great. It's, the brisket still turned out great. Um, but that's definitely, you know, if I'm going to do brisket station or something like that, that's, that's the method I'll use because – it's just foolproof. It's easy.
0: How long are you holding your brisket?
1: I try to hold for four hours. Um, usually, I love to do that, too. Usually four to five is what I try for, um, but a lot of times it ends up being two. I, I won't ever slice under an hour. I mean, that's yeah, just like as that minimum as one hour, but I try to hold four or five. Yeah.
0: I did notice the last, one of the last briskets I cooked uh, on the hot and fast one, I did not use a blanket in my cooler. In my Yeti, I just put it in the bottom, and it tightened up on me a little bit than from not using a blanket the time before, Um, and it was really cold outside that day. But all those little factors key in the why. As it wasn't absolutely perfect, it was great, still good eatable brisket, but it definitely tightened up a little bit. And I think we were about four and a half hours of rest on that thing. I think that's right.
1: Well, and I mean, just like back to those tips and tricks, if it's cold outside, I have been known to put a little hot water in my cooler, dump it out before I put my brisket in there.
0: Well, I can tell you this. In a uh, contest, the cambro, I'd slide a pan in the bottom of it mm-hmm. and get a pot of boiling water going at 6 a.m. when I got it to put ribs on, and I called it heating the cambro, and I'd take that pot of water and set it in there on that pan until my first meat went in there. And that way, the Cambro was already steamed and hot, mm-hmm. and not cold from the morning
1: before. Oh, that's a great way to do it.
0: Don't put a sterno in a Cambro though, <laughs> and lock the door. We've had some friends that thought we that was that. okay to heat their Cambro up that way, and they opened it, and the sides, the slots that the trays fit on, they were melted.
1: Yeah, yeah, I can see that
0: happening. Yeah, they—they, they, I don't know what they were thinking, but yeah, Doing a perfectly somewhere. good three hundred dollar Cambro. At least it wasn't my Cambro. It is what it is. You're right. Well, you know, talking about brisket, what is your next favorite thing to cook?
1: My next favorite thing, yeah, I'm probably gonna go steaks.
0: So, still beef.
1: Man, I like I like some good beef.
0: So, where would the third thing roll into?
1: Probably gonna hit ribs.
0: That's when you would hit ribs. Hmm. And you? And uh, for me. Uh, as far as the cooking goes and all that, and I guess like seeing people's happy face or whatever you want to call it, ribs. Ribs have been my number one. Um, number two, it would probably have to be a steak like like Jake, I guess, or a pork chop. That would be a hard call. I'd really have to sit down and think about that. You know, I'm a huge pork chop man. Especially bony.
1: I like a good chop myself, but, you know, it's kind of like you said, enjoyment of people you're cooking for, too. You know, somebody ready to sit down have a good steak, what are they going to have with a cold beer, they're going to have with a baked potato, whatever. Somebody's excited to eat that steak.
0: Oh, you're right. They are. Um, And I used to feel that way truly about steak until I quit beef for a, you know, not quit it, quit it, but I really slowed down oh, on really red did. meat for a year year and a half I did I probably I didn't eat a steak in a year and a half or a year and a few months trying to lose weight and just lay off red meat uh, and it, it was I ate a lot of chicken and a lot of fish
2: you still and don't eat a lot of red meat now I still don't eat a huge
0: ton of it but I, I mean cooking for videos and things like that but I don't eat a lot of steaks and stuff you no know? I probably eat more ground beef when I do anything mm. I'm a burger man
2: that would burger. probably,
0: honestly, after thinking about it and saying all this to you, I'm gonna have to go. Burger probably be my number two, no matter what way you prepare it. Smash regular over a steak, it'd probably be a burger. It really would.
1: Hey, you can't beat a good burger.
0: I've got to agree. When it's good, it's good. You know, I mean, I I'm just
2: eat. not a burger person, though. I am. I mean, I'll eat them. I just I prefer steak. I'll eat a burger, though. You're
0: a filet person to the end. You don't (laughs) want nothing but a filet. You don't want a ribeye. I don't like it to
2: be chewy and fatty. That's just not my thing. That's the best part of the state. Mm, I can't do that. I like a good ribeye, but as
0: I've gotten older, I really like a good filet.
2: What was that cut of beef that we ate in Atlanta? Rochelle got it, and everybody, like, raved over it at that restaurant. Remember?
0: The last restaurant we were just in together.
2: With with Malcolm and Chill. Jacob, do you remember? No. Oh. No. Oh, it was Spinalis, wasn't it? Was it just the Spinalis? Yeah, it was. Like just the Spinalis part? Yeah, it was just Spinalis. I thought it was something else. It was a cap, a ribeye cap. Oh, I thought it was something else.
0: It was a ribeye cap. That's what it was.
2: Or was there another cut of beef at that restaurant that we talked about getting then?
0: No, it was a ribeye Spinalis. Oh. But it it wasn't rolled up. It was just flat. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. just a flat flap cut. Yeah, you ever had a mm-hmm. panalis like that? It is good. It's very good, but I'd probably still have to go with a good burger. I'm weird. I'm telling I'm you, I'd rather really, really have a good burger. So, if if those are your top things, there, how many brisket videos have you done?
1: As of right now, I've done three. Of course three more in the plans already for this year. But uh but yeah, I've done three brisket videos so far.
0: So have you done the um infamous smoked chuck roast kinda like a brisket? I have. Have you ever smoked a pork belly like a brisket?
1: I did. I did a video on that as well. And I did the the trisket, the tri tip like a brisket.
0: And I have not I don't think I've done the tri tip like a brisket. I don't think I've done that one.
1: You know, that's one of those, you get people in the comments saying, don't disrespect the tri-tip like that. But I'm just going to tell you, it was doggone good.
0: It was. I think Malcolm done a video on that too, if I'm not mistaken. brisket like a tri-tip. But it was really really good, good.
1: It was good. Out of all the variations, and I love a pork belly like a brisket.
0: I thought the pork belly like a brisket was good.
1: But that tri-tip like a brisket, it was right. Hmm. Like, I think I would take it over the chuck roast cook like a brisket. By far, like I said, you'll get comments. Why are you disrespecting a tri tip like that? Well,
0: you're going to have those people that say that no matter what.
1: Oh, I hate to do, say it. They boost the algorithm. <laughs> well, they.
0: <laughs> you got that right. Good or bad. I welcome it. They boost it. Oh, that is funny.
2: Well, talking about both of y'all cooking, um, one of the big social media trends that both of y'all did was the onion wrap Flying Dutchman from In and Out. So why don't y'all talk about how did How did you like that?
0: the Flying Dutchman?
1: Well, you know, I had to give everybody that cross-section, and I lost all sturdiness I had. <laughs> it
0: was all gone when you give them that cross-section. Yeah.
1: And I even said in the video, I said, you know, I had to make sacrifices for y'all. Um, as far as the flavor of the burger, it was great. I was I was really kind of iffy on how I'd like it, because I'm not just a huge onion guy. Like, I'll eat them, but not just my favorite, but... You put it with a good burger, you know, had the W sauce in there, SPG. I think I put a little bit of beef rub in there, seasoned up. And I actually smoked my onions before I fried them off. Put them, coat them in olive oil, a little SPG, and I smoked them for about an hour. And then I put them in the skillet and fried them.
0: When I done, when we decided to do one, we were at home filming that day, and it was like, well, let's make a flying Dutchman. Everybody else is doing it. We'll jump online and do it. And I'm a huge onion eater. I could eat onion at every meal. And it was good, but maybe I would still like to have a piece of bread.
1: Oh, I agree. I'm like
0: everybody else on that. I don't forget who's I seen that that took one bite and then went and got a piece of bread and put the rest of it on bread. I don't remember who done that one. Uh, But I can understand from the keto standpoint, I guess, or whatever diet you're going for on that, no bread. But – I'd rather be happy with some bread. Oh, absolutely. i mean, it, like, it was too messy. I mean, if you weren't putting on gloves and, and trying to do it, and I could see if you did cut yours, I could see where we it completely fall apart. Because oh, yeah. ain't nothing there but a little bit of hamburger patty. Them onions is gone if you cut And
1: that's, you know, I was trying to hold the onions on the top and the bottom, and, and I didn't get the full onion bite of it. But, I mean, absolutely, it, it'd be better on bread.
0: Yeah, way better on bread. You know what? I wonder if you could take that after that and maybe almost like, batter it in tempura batter and fry it, like a round of onions. You just stick toothpicks in it. To yeah, hold I mean, it yeah, you had to put
1: skewers through it and probably throw it in the freezer for a few minutes, let it just kind of harden up a little bit to have some, some kind of sturdiness about it.
0: Yeah, probably would. I still got a steak I got to do
1: coming up a video.
0: You know what I'm talking about?
2: Oh, what we had at dinner that Country night?
0: Country fried New York strip.
2: We had it at a restaurant we went to. It was a special. Same same thing
0: I said. I was like, tell me how that's prepared. And it's Southern Social up here at Germantown. And they take a New York strip, standard New York strip. Was it 16 ounce? 20 ounce, I don't even remember. 18, it was somewhere in that range. They grilled it off to almost rare, I guess. Took it off, chilled it, and then had grill marks on it and everything. Battered it up in country fried batter. Drop it in the fryer for a minute. And then let it dry and put it on your plate.
1: So it didn't pound it out, they didn't get it thin. They, really. He
2: asked before he ordered it.
0: I asked all, all those, those questions. questions. How you doing this, y'all running that through a tenderizer? You what are you doing? You know what you think a country fried steak, just like me, right? Yeah. Country fried New Huge York. Huge steak,
1: yeah. I
2: mean.
0: No, this was a inch and a quarter to inch and a half, full on cut New York strip, brother. Wow. Hey, that's what yeah. I said. But when they that, and it looked like a solid piece of country fried steak, an inch and a half thick, and the gravy that they give with it. <laughs> I'm telling you, 110% knockout, lights out. And I've been saying, we probably went there six months ago, and I've been saying I'm going to do that, and I hadn't done it yet. And I need to do it because that, it'd take me some practice to make sure I don't want to screw it up just wing it the first time. But that was an excellent Spin on a on two traditional cuts of meat, fusing them together, Or not cuts of meat but styles of cooking.
1: I tell you, that sounds awesome, and I might try it out sometime myself.
0: It was—I mean, I thought about doing. Um, I'll tell you my idea. What I thought about, it. I thought
1: about—you know how they sell
0: the thin ribeyes at the grocery store mm-hmm. that um, you see everybody getting and basically making fajitas out of or strips or whatever, um, or like you would order to Mexican restaurant, right yeah. Then. I thought about buying one of those ribeyes and doing a push, push really quick and then battering it and doing it, fried off to see how that went. Because I would think
2: wouldn't, it would be tough. I
0: don't know. Maybe I maybe. think if you got it to medium rare, it wouldn't be. It
1: shouldn't be. If you if you pull it medium rare, it shouldn't be tough. But
0: I don't know how the oil is going to react to it. It's my only thing. I, I, with it being that thin, it would definitely be because a, of the
1: thinness.
0: have to practice it first, you have to have the right amount.
1: I mean, because with it being that thin, you may not be able to do the sear on it. But, you know, New York strips, but I I could see the country fried ribeye having that fat cap, you know, a batter on it, gravy.
0: Oh, you mean New York strip?
1: No, tell me, if you did a a a ribeye. Oh, yeah. A big ribeye, too? Well, I bet that'd be good.
0: I mean, it'd be something totally different. Uh,
1: But, I mean, I...
2: I mean, I guess you could do any cut, really. I bet a
1: filet would work good. It should, you you'd get comments about that one, ruining a fillet, but, you know.
0: <laughs> you really can't. Unless you overcook a fillet, I don't know how you can ruin it. I don't either. I mean, I really don't. Have
2: you ever done beef wellington?
1: I actually have not.
2: We haven't either. We've we been talking either. about it.
0: But we had beef wellington bites the other night.
2: As an appetizer. As an appetizer.
0: And so I guess they took their mushrooms, cooked them down, and took like a a of fillet, you know, like a beef tip, right? seared it off really quick, and uh, then I'm assuming they took prosciutto and maybe put down some of the mushroom and then rolled the beef in it and then basically just wrapped a puff pastry around it and baked it off little old bitty bites, and um pretty good.
1: Well, you know, beef wellington, that's another one a lot of people are really intimidated by, and I've never made it.
0: A lot of prep.
1: Yeah, and that's 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 a lot of it. But, you know, a lot of people are intimidated. I've always said I was going to do one just to show
2: everybody if it's old
1: redneck can do it, anybody can. But
0: I'd like to do a spin-off on a pork one or something.
2: I feel like beef wellington is a thing, and then I feel like a lot of people don't even do it, but you've always heard of a turducken.
0: <laughs> you can order those. Though. I know, those but really it's not the not, same. You're not going to stuff it yourself.
2: Why? Are you scared?
0: I'm not scared of stuff it. <laughs> You should have known that the first time I met you.
2: Well, you've never done one. That was an awful comment, <laughs> by the way. Yes, it was. <laughs> beep, beep, beep.
0: Well, you asked for it. Don't say stuff like that to me.
2: Asking <laughs> you about food.
0: Well, I mean, hmm. all right. you so can order a Tadurkin. Tudurkin, however you want to however say
2: it. However you properly say I probably said it wrong. I don't know. I've never eaten it. I don't know. Have you tried one before?
0: I want to say that I have somewhere.
2: Have you ever tried one? I've, I've never, never tried one it either. No. I'm sure it's very interesting. I want
0: to say I did one time when I was off on a trip in Texas or somewhere. I don't remember. It must I not remember. been very memorable. It was in my wild days. Mm. Uh, yeah,
2: it was in my wild
0: days I was drinking.
2: Honest, I don't remember. Well, another question that we didn't get to when we were talking about the Flying Dutchman—have I know he has, but have you ever been to In and Out? I have. You have. What do you think of it?
1: I actually—it uh, was last year while I was in Vegas, and I did a video That's review. That's where we on
2: first it. went in the beginning.
0: Um, animal yeah. style.
1: I didn't do the animal style. You uh, <laughs> so. know, I, I was—I was told that later on. Of course, you know, I didn't know a whole lot about it. I got got the burger and the fries, and I'll be honest, I was really unimpressed.
0: You have to get an animal style to really, I think, what everybody's talking about with In and Out the whole secret menu thing. I think maybe it's just the hype of that. Um,
2: We haven't had it in years. We haven't had it in years. Every time we would go to Vegas, we used to go to one there. And we've passed them in other places. We've been been to one in Texas also one time, but it's been years.
0: And it's... Well, they've got one coming to Tennessee, right? I haven't heard. I believe so. We will have to Google that. But if I'm not mistaken, in and out is coming to Tennessee. There was some kind of deal cut for a distribution center somewhere near Clarksville or somewhere, I want to say. And they're going to open up in and out and start going back toward the West Coast with it.
1: Well, they'd make a lot of money. I mean, that's... Kind of one of them deals they'd have the market kind of nowhere else to get one in the area.
0: They have a, I don't know how much you've studied up about them or read about them. They have a real interesting business model and how their workers get paid and their management and how they're all treated and the cleanliness. And I, I do like a lot of that. As far they almost have like that Chick fil A mentality. You know what I mean? Uh, except they're not closed on Sundays.
1: Yeah, I mean I said my experience with them is that one time, but even being in the middle of Vegas, I mean it's pretty timely. Seemed like a pretty clean restaurant and everything. I mean, I, I didn't have any complaints on that side. I just, I just thought it was a little bland for me personally. Yeah. So was
0: that uh that was your first time to fly, was it to Vegas when you went?
1: Yeah, it was.
0: It was. What did you think about the <laughs> Vegas airport when you <laughs> landed
1: there? I thought that yeah, it was something. <laughs> it was. I mean, of course, you got the slot machines everywhere. The place was just packed. It wasn't somewhere for somebody like me, I'll tell you that much.
0: So what did you – this is to nothing's down on this paper about this. This is great. What did you think about Las Vegas first off?
1: I mean, it was okay. I, if you want to go spend a whole bunch of money, you know, we was there, uh, of course, it's for a bachelor party. We had a great time, but to me it was one of them places that – I wouldn't want to spend more than two or three days. Like We was there for a week. It was cool, but We've, you can't
0: do Vegas yeah, a
2: week. We were there for like seven days when we went. Yeah, we it you can't, can't do. That. I think you're three is,
0: days tops. Yeah,
1: two or three days. That's you're good. It. Yeah, you get Man. in and
0: out. It's the truth. They pump too much oxygen in that city. <laughs> you can't. I'm serious. You don't. You don't ever get tired out there.
1: Well, that I mean, there's no windows in the casinos, no clocks. I mean, it's crazy. But I tell you, the best part of that trip was the last day. I rented a car. The uh, you know, basketball party was over. Everybody left. I rented a car. I went out to the Hoover Dam, went out to Boulder, you know, uh, Henderson, and just explored. That's the best part of the trip. How did
0: you like the Hoover Dam?
1: It was cool. You
0: know, uh, did you take the damn tour?
1: I didn't. We did.
0: We we took the
1: we damn We took somewhere. I had to catch a flight back home, so I kind of – I walked it and looked at everything, and like I said, I went out – Henderson out there, actually, to try a barbecue restaurant. Um, I forget the name of it, but there's one in Vegas, and there's one in Henderson. And I did, which I'll be doing that again for an upcoming trip. Uh, I got online and restaurant suggestions. Everybody said, had to try this barbecue place. and I can't think of the name of it, but it's pretty good. I mean, to be restaurant barbecue, you can't set your standards to the roof. You just can't.
0: You're right. It's too hard to other people to execute that type of stuff. I've had friends in the business, and it's there's only a few handful of restaurateurs that are able to execute at that high of a standard.
1: Absolutely. You can't. It's very hard unless you're on a certain level to commercialize a good barbecue.
0: Well, I'm going to tell you, there's a few restaurant recommendations when you're out of town in places. You call me in certain barbecue cities, and I'll tell you where to go because there's definitely some Slap's Barbecue, Kansas City. Joe's at Kansas City. I hear great things about it. I have not been there. Um, Travis Clark's Restaurant in Oklahoma. Yeah. Good. I would tell you if David Sedimans was still open in Illinois, to go there because it was one of the best at one time, but it's closed.
2: Um, Little Miss Barbecue in Arizona. Yeah, Little Miss Barbecue in Arizona. Mm-hmm. It's very good. Really and good. lots of Texas places. Yeah, oh,
0: lots yeah. of Texas places.
1: Which, you know – Restaurant reviews are getting bigger and bigger, and people say they enjoy them when I do them. So I try to when I go out of town, but you may either find this funny or you may side with me. But like if I'm out of town for a week, I choose one barbecue restaurant.
0: Uh, I'm with you.
1: I eat barbecue so much that, of course, a lot of the suggestions, barbecue this barbecue. I choose the most recommended barbecue restaurant, and then I eat other food. I ate so yeah. much barbecue that I don't want to sit there and eat more barbecue every day. It's Depending not that it's on not what,
0: good. What city we're in, we may have it more than once, but it's usually just a lunch deal. We never go to a barbecue for dinner. Uh, and we try to just to go to really visit our friends that we've made out on the barbecue trail or people that we've met through acquaintances and a lot of us just going and texting a lot of us just texting them on the phone hey man i'm in town want to come by and see you and you know how that is that turns into hey man come on back out here and all that and it's just catching up with people because we used to travel so much cooking oh yeah we know a ton of people and uh, it's always good to catch up with those people now and because a lot of those people are not cooking on the circuit anymore (laughs) you know we've kind of passed it on now other people are doing that kind of stuff and it's just good to see what everybody's up to and what everybody's doing and still cooks a little bit, one or two, but nothing nothing like what everybody used to. Mm-hmm. So where, did you eat at any other restaurants when you were in Vegas besides barbecue that you really enjoyed? Did you go to any good steakhouses?
1: Let's see. We ate – I had a really good uh, – it's called Tacos El Gordo. They did street-style tacos. Man, place was packed through the roof. Um, we actually – Didn't do any steakhouses. We didn't do any reservations. We just kind of went on the fly the whole week.
0: How were the wings at Bunny Ranch?
1: (laughs) I couldn't tell you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I think that place is closed now.
1: But now I will. I didn't post a video on it, and I should have. It had controversy. I checked out Gordon Ramsay's Fish and Chips over there, which is a fast food restaurant. I get it. But it was terrible. I mean, it was plum bad.
0: We uh, we've been to some celebrity restaurants that were not as good as what we thought they should have been. Um, I will tell you, Bobby Flay's Mesa was really good when we went there in Las Vegas. Though,
2: is it still there? I guess I it think is. so. Yeah, it's a good restaurant. Um, we yeah. went there more than once. Yeah, multiple years.
0: And then now, the Italian restaurant in the in the Bellagio is closed. Changes something, but they change all those restaurants out like every three, four, five years, you know.
2: A lot of uh, what's the steakhouse in our hotel that we were staying? At? Vic and Anthony's. Vic and Anthony's. It's really it's good. It was dear. one of the
0: top ten in the nation's what they were claiming. I don't.
2: It was good. Probably well, not the it's best. It's really I've good, had, but I don't know
0: if it was top ten in the country.
2: Yeah.
1: You know, everybody says to go with the Golden Steer, and uh, I couldn't get reservations. Actually, I wanted to do it on my last day when I was just touring. Couldn't get any reservations.
0: Yeah, I hear about that. Uh, if you go back to Vegas, let us know, though. We know somebody. We, we know some private drivers out there and stuff like that. Pick you up and get you in places that, you know, and this guy is really cool. Really cool.
1: I'll keep that in mind because, you know.
0: Uh, when we used him, like, he would go in the backs of the casinos, like in the alleyways, and he would, like, make a phone call, and somebody would open up a door, and we would walk in somewhere never went through a main entrance it was the craziest stuff i mean just pure wild like shows co- concerts it didn't matter he had people everywhere
2: kind of scary honestly uh it was kind of sure. cool if you not ask sure me Not what he was into that but was never asked
1: in vegas yeah I he
0: was a russian fellow uh, <laughs>
2: yeah,
1: i wouldn't ask
2: I, mean, exactly. I still got his number in my phone He's. A nice he was guy. nice to us that's all that matters he fought mma too nice guy He did, dude. I mean, he's not lying, but.
0: It was, uh, yeah, I'll tell you some more stuff off camera, by the way. (laughs) It's a good trip. (laughs) Oh, so looking ahead, what, uh, you know, Memphis in May is going to be here before you know it.
1: Absolutely.
0: So, are you ready?
1: I'm beyond ready.
0: All right, so we got some ancillaries. We got to decide what you're going to cook and all that kind of stuff coming up. and It's all you. You handle it. I'll help you if you need some help, but. Hopefully this year we've uh, we've secured a little bit bigger spot, and uh, I got a new trailer that'll hopefully be ready in a few weeks. <laughs> we got to get down here because uh, I sold that other one. But other than that, everything's pretty much ready to go. Besides gathering up and loading up.
1: That's it. I'll be ready to go myself. I think we're gonna have a good time and hopefully have a good outcome.
0: I hope so. Uh, I hope so. And we're actually gonna be cooking uh, South Haven Spring Fest. Uh, I mean, what's on the calendar? April to what? April. It's the 26th
2: uh, and
0: 27th. Yeah, April 26th and 27th. So if you're available April 26th and 27th, want to come hang out on Friday and Saturday down here at South Haven, you're more than welcome. I think we're going to cook a little crawfish. Uh, maybe that, that uh, Thursday or Friday night, probably a Friday night, and uh, Friday evening anyway, and uh, just hang out. You know, I ain't cooking up my ribs there for a practice run. But,
1: I may do have to have a look at my work schedule. See all that. But, yeah, if I'm available, I'll be there. Uh, maybe fine.
0: boss man can let you schedule. He can bounce around. <laughs> I seen he took a barbecue class this weekend. Dan did. He did. Over there with a couple of uh, teams that we actually sponsored, Memphis Barbecue Supply. I not talked to anybody, but I've seen online that everybody was well pleased with the class.
1: Yeah, I seen some comments there on the class, and it seemed like everybody had a good time. Yeah.
0: Jimmy does a good job out there hosting at Memphis Barbecue Supply, any of that. Well, hell, is there anything else you would like to talk about, Jake?
1: Uh, no, not off the top of my head. You know, I'm just, like I said, happy to be back out here hanging out. And appreciate you having me and showing my seasons. And-
0: well, it won't be long. We're going to be selling some of that barbecue with Big Jake Rub, too. We're going to be carrying it on our online store and kind of helping Jake do some commercially shipping, some accounts and stuff like that. Try to help him out and get him in some stores. And uh, I tasted both of these right here in the bottle. I like both of them myself.
1: We're just trying to help the world find where it's at.
0: That's exactly right. Well, if y'all like what we're doing on our channel, be sure to like, subscribe, follow along with your friends. We'll uh, we'll be back next, next week with another episode of Shooting the Q. And, Jake, where can everybody find you at?
1: They find me at Barbecue with Big Jake. That's BBQ with Big Jake on Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube. And uh, i got a link in my bio with my website in there. I'll check it out.
0: Y'all heard that from Jake. We'll see y'all next week shooting the queue.
1: thank you for tuning in to the shooting the cue podcast
0: if you have any comments or suggestions for future episodes please feel free to reach out to us on our social media channels or through our website don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform leave us a review if you enjoyed the show until next time keep shooting the queue.